this is Stephanie Ortega, and you're listening to the Remix Movement Podcast. Hey, everybody, we have made it to the final episode of season three. This means this will be the last episode for the month of September because we are already in our last days. I think today is the last day of September. Let me see. Yeah. So today is the last day of September. So this is our last episode for September. But don't worry, we have a ton of other episodes coming up for season four, which is basically the months of October, November, December. And Lewis and I can't wait to go ahead and start thinking about what it is that we want to talk to you guys more about in that season and what it is that worked out for us and everything we encourage you to go ahead and look back at some of the things that we did in this uh season three we did go ahead and do many different interviews for the remix we did uh, a few different topics on where we stand with regards to certain um things And uh, one of the things that I think Lewis and I did for season three that I really liked was dating with purpose. It was our mini segment. And we had three episodes that basically had your questions that were sent to Instagram. And we talked about, you know, dating and how it is and what's going on. So please be sure to check out all of those wonderful things that we did for season three. You can check them out on our YouTube channel. And you can also check them out on any of the available streaming areas. So that's going to be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Anchor FM. So thank you again for tuning in to episode 73. My name is Stephanie. And um, in our last episode, we went ahead and we read Luke chapter 7, verse 36 to 48. It was the story of Jesus being anointed by a sinful woman with her alabaster jar and we talked about how vulnerability is not a weakness so that was a really good episode the challenge for that episode was to youtube research the song titled alabaster box by cc winans i hope that you were able to listen to that song and picture what exactly was going on in that story kind of get a perspective of how she felt and what was going on this was a posture of worship and this was a moment when jesus was able to transform her heart so um while you were able to go ahead and listen to that song i hope that god was able to speak to you and he was able to go ahead and get deeper into your relationship now with this episode i figured i want to talk about the first sin of all. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast. Oh, sorry. That was a glitch. That was the wrong one. I was trying to do this one. All right. So we're trying out all these new li- little things. I have some uh, little, you know, sound effects. But I wanted to go ahead and and talk about what was the first sin of all. Now, a lot of you guys are probably going to think that the first sin that was committed was disobedience when Adam and Eve were in the Garden of Eden. And if you are a non-believer or you are a believer, maybe that might be the first thing you're thinking about. But we're going to talk about how the first sin of all was actually pride, P-R-I-D-E, P-R-I-D-E, yeah, pride, and how this sin was committed by Satan 
back when Satan was an angel. And I know some of you guys are listening like, what? Satan was an angel? Yes, he was. He had a rap sheet and a whole different personality before he became uh, the devil that we know. Okay. And, um, you know, I just want to talk a little bit about how it's very common for some of our uh, friends and believers, non-believers, for people in general to basically think that God is heaven, which is good, and the devil, Satan, is hell, which is bad. And yes, that does make sense. However, it's important to understand that the deeper sense of that is that God embodies all that is great, that is heavenly, and that is good for you. And the devil really embodies all that is sinful and that is fleshly here on earth. So the difference is the difference between God and the spirit and the enemy and the flesh, God and heaven and the enemy and the flesh or the sin. Okay. So back to the first sin of all, it is pride. Okay. That's so cool. I'm going to try that out more often. <laughs> Let me know in the comments if you like that. Um, we have a few more sound effects, but I thought that was really cool. <laughs> so um, we're going to talk about pride. We're going to talk about how Satan once was an angel who lived in heaven and was given a role that was really important and he had easy and direct access to God. So I want you to go ahead and follow us along if you can. We're going to be reading from Ezekiel, the book of Ezekiel, chapter 28, and I'm going to be reading verses 14 to 19. Okay. And it says, you were anointed as a guardian cherub. For so I ordained you. You were on the holy mount of God. You walked among the fiery stones. You were blameless in your ways from the day you were created till wickedness was found in you. Through your widespread trade, you were filled with violence and you sinned. So I drove you in disgrace from the mount of God and I ex expelled you guardian cherub from among the fiery stones your heart became proud on account of your beauty and you corrupted your wisdom because of your splendor so i threw you to the earth and i made a spectacle of you before kings by your many sins and dishonest trade you were desecrated your sanctuaries so i made a fire come out from you and it consumed you and I reduced you to ashes on the ground in the sight of all who are watching. All the nations who knew you are appalled at you. And you have come to a horrible end and will be no more. Okay. Um, so basically, this is the story of how Satan once lived in heaven. And he was a guardian cherub. I want to go ahead and Google that really fast because I think I know what that is, but I want to just double check. Cherub. Okay, so it looks like... Hmm. Guardian Cherub. Okay, so a Guardian Cherub is a member of the second order of angels whose distinctive gift is knowledge. And basically, um, his role was to go ahead and make sure that he had all of the angels in their right place, okay? 
And I know there's a musical background to this. I know this for a fact. Um, because he was an angel who had a voice. He was an angel who, um, you know, who made sure that everything was right and everything was um, there. And then I want to go ahead and read this, too, because I, I think maybe if we read a few verses before it maybe give us a better understanding. So I'm just going to read verses 12 and 13. It says, son of man, take up a lament concerning the king of Ly uh, Tyre and say to him, this is what the sovereign Lord says. You were the seal of perfection, full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. You were in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone adorned you. Um, and he mentions a few of these different stones. Your settings and mounts were made of gold. On the day you were created, they were prepared. So basically, he's saying that he was beautiful. He was literally created in a beautiful way. He was in heaven. He had a role to play. He was in charge of angels. He was second in command. And it was very important that he made sure that the angels did what they were supposed to do. Right. But it got to the point where he became prideful and he thought to himself, well, I want to be better than you. Right. And the moment that he went ahead and he started to think that he wanted to be better than God is when God said, you know what? I'm going to bring you down to earth. I'm going to put you in disgrace. I'm going to make sure that you understand that because your heart became proud, because you wanted to be the most beautiful, I'm going to make sure that you understand the only person who is the best at the best, who is the most beautiful and who should get all the glory and all the praise is me, God. He sends him down to earth and he makes sure that he understands that he was dishonest. He makes sure that he understands that now fire is going to consume him. He makes sure that he understands that he's being reduced to ashes. He's no longer living in a heavenly wealth, uh, realm where he's able and protected by God, but now he is cast away. Okay. So we have a better understanding of how pride can really take away from what you were intended to be. God intended us to be humble. He intended us to be, um, you know, be able to recognize others and not just think of ourselves, which is why I think right now it would be a really good idea and point for us to kind of distinguish what pride is. Okay. There's a good meaning and there's a bad meaning. The good meaning of pride is basically to feel successful and happy of one's skills or talents, to be especially proud of a quality or a skill that you have. So, for example, I take pride in my grandparents and the way that they raised my parents because they did it in a way where they were able to show that God is the center of the family. So I take a lot of pride and I'm happy and I feel blessed to be able to be a part of a family lineage where this has been passed down. Right. So that's the good meaning of pride. Now, the bad meaning of pride or the sinful meaning of pride is to feel like you are above others and can't receive help from others to the point where you get arrogance. OK, to the point where you feel like you can do everything on your own. You don't need anybody's help. And for some reason, it makes me think about like Tyler Perry's um, Tyler Perry's video or movie that's called I Can Do Bad All By Myself. It's you thinking that you can handle anything that you don't need anybody's advice. You don't need the word of God. You don't need to feel like somebody is going to be there 
if you need help because you are arrogant, because you're egotistical and because you feel like you can do it on your own. It makes it almost seem like if you are somebody that's selfish, you're somebody that thinks that you are above everybody else. Okay. And that is the sinful nature. That's what the enemy did here. That's what Satan did. Satan got to the point where he was like, well, I'm second in command, but I want to be first. I want to be the ones where the angels are singing for me. I don't want to have to be in charge of other angels that are worshiping you. And because he got prideful, God was like, no, this is not the case. I structured this so that you understand that I'm the one you should be focusing on. I'm the one that you need. So he casted him away and he went ahead and sent him down to earth. And when he talks about flames and he talks about grounds burning and he talks about uh, fiery stones, he's actually talking about hell. He's actually saying, hey, you want to be above me? I'm going to put you beneath me right? You want to make sure that you're high above me, but I'm going to make sure you're in the lowest of the lows. You're going to be now the ruler of hell. You're going to be now the ruler of flames of all these uh, things that are not godly that will hurt you. And, and that's, that's what needed to be done for God to balance out what he thinks about pridefulness. Okay. Now I want to also read Isaiah chapter 14, verse 12. And it says, how you have fallen from heaven, morning star, son of the dawn. You have been cast down to the earth. You who once laid low the nations. You said in your heart, I will ascend to heaven and I will raise my throne above the stars of God. I will sit enthroned on the mount of assembly on the utmost heights of Mount Zaphon. I will ascend above the tops of the clouds. I will make myself like the most high. But you are brought down to the realm of the dead, to the depths of the pits. Okay. And I'm going to read verse 16. It says, those who see you stare at you. They ponder your fate. Is this the man who shook the earth and made the kingdoms tremble? The man who made the world a wilderness, who overthrew its cities and all would not let captives go home. So basically he's saying, hey, no one is above God. You wanted to be above God. And now you were placed down below in charge of the realm of the dead, in charge of hell, in charge of the unsaved souls. You want to be in charge of something? I'm going to give you the lowest of the lows to be in charge of. Okay. And all this is a product of pride. I think pride is an ugly character. It definitely is the first sin of all that was committed, even before Adam and Eve um, bit the fruit and disobeyed God, like pride can really destroy your character. This shows us that pride can leave you bitter. Pride can leave you angry. Pride can leave you into places that you never thought you were going to be in. Okay. Pride can make someone just look ugly and not be somebody that people want to be around. Okay. Pride is a sin that literally it turns people off. It allows you to think like, well, why do I want a friend who's prideful, who does not want to include me, who only thinks about themselves? I mean, you can definitely know if a person is prideful, if they're only talking about themselves, right? We all have maybe like one friend or family member that we're at a party or an event or something. Everybody's talking about work and how it's going. And, you know, they're talking about their family. And there's that one person 
that goes ahead and talks about how great they are and how good things are going and how they made the company better, how they are doing better in their lives than others, how they everything is about them. That is pride. okay? and I'm not saying that you shouldn't have the good quality of pride, which is like I told you, being uh, feeling blessed and proud of the skills that you have. I'm talking about taking pride to a whole nother level to the point where it makes you feel like you are above others. It makes it it makes you feel like you can't you can't excel even more than what you already are. You you are at the top of your line. There's no room for improvement because you're the best at it. That's the kind of pride that we're talking about. Okay. So the opposite of pride is humility. And I feel like when you talk about pride, you have to talk about the opposite of it, right? We always have to talk about a problem and then how we can solve the problem because pride is something that sometimes we fall into. It is a fleshly sin. It is something that happens to us, okay? We don't fall into it because that's what we want to do. It's just something that we battle and that's the reality. But in order to combat pride in order to fight pride we have to fight it with humility okay and humility is basically being humble being able to think that you are not above it that that you are able to recognize that it took other people to help you get to where you are it took your friends your family your co-worker your mom your dad it took the church it took god the ability to make you into the person that you are you don't dwell on your own character your own skills but you give uh credit to all the others that were able to get you there and it's also uh, our way of being a little bit more grateful and being able to understand that humility was given to us by God. And Jesus shows us what humility is while he's in his ministry for those three years. OK, so we have to have a listening ear when it comes to getting godly advice. And we also have to be able to say thank you when people give us compliments. OK, sometimes somebody will say something very easy and simple, something like, oh, I like that jacket. And instead of us being humble and just saying thank you, um, some of us right off the bat and say, I know I got it at such and such. Oh, I know I look great. Oh, yes, it was on sale and I look amazing, right? Those kind of comments are super prideful. OK, so take a shot of humility and just say thank you. Tone down your voice and don't sound like you got it all together, okay? Like, be like, you know what? Thank God, you know, I was able to purchase it at this store, you know, because of the, the job that God gave me, you know? Just a simple thank you. If you're going through something, like, don't try to use your pridefulness to go ahead and you know, tell them like, well, this is only happening because other people are jealous of me and I'm only dealing with this kind of stuff because people can't take who I am. That's very prideful. That's very arrogant. What you want to say is, you know what? I could do better. Maybe people don't like me because I need to work on my personality. Maybe it's something I need to work in the office. Maybe I need to look into the word of God more because you know what? You can find more of humility in God's word. When you read the Bible and you read the stories that are in there, you read God's revelation and you get to understand and seek out who Jesus was, you kind of 
don't fall into the trap of prideful because you're you're seeking more of God. You're trying to be more like Jesus. Jesus was not prideful at all. Okay, Jesus was not prideful at all. He knew who his father was. He walked in humility. He treated everybody on the same level. And he went ahead and he did his miracles. He not at one moment did he say, I did this on purpose. No, he gives the credit to God. He says, I'm doing these miracles from the power that was given to me by my father. And when he talks about the kingdom of God, he always lays down the structure that nobody goes to the, you know, to the kingdom except through my, my father. There's a chain of commands. And again, that's where the enemy struck out. The enemy struck out when he was trying to get above God. And you just can't mess with the hierarchy. You can't mess with the system that God created. And God created us to be more like Jesus and God created us to worship God. And that's, you know, the Holy Spirit allows us to be able to get through these things without falling into the sin of pride. All right. And I do also want to read a few verses in the Bible that talk about pride. So you kind of understand. Right. So James chapter four, verse six, it says, but he gives us more grace. That is why scripture says God opposes the proud, but shows favor to the humble. Okay, the more humble you are, the more favor God is going to go ahead and show you. He's going to open up the doors of opportunity and allow you to see what's really going on in your life when you give yourself the opportunity to be humble and not prideful. Okay, and then also in Galatians chapter six, verse four. Oh, that's funny. I just read James chapter four, verse six, and now I'm going to read the opposite. Galatians chapter six, verse four. That was not intended. I just noticed that now. I thought that was funny. So Galatians chapter six, verse four, it says each one should test their own actions. Then they can take pride in themselves. I'm sorry. Then they could take pride in themselves alone without comparing themselves to someone else. So in this verse, he's talking about the good version of pride, the good meaning of pride. It's allowing us to understand that you don't have to compare yourselves to others. You have to be able to recognize the skills and talents that you have. So these are two very good verses. I mean, the first one is saying, hey, don't be prideful. That's not what God wants. If you're humble, God will give you favor. He'll show you more grace. Right. And then this second verse is saying, but don't also let yourself go of the good meaning of pride. You know, God wants us to be successful. He wants us to recognize that we have the skills we're given and we should feel good about these skills. But we should also understand that we get these skills from God and we should not by any way be comparing ourselves to others. Just because somebody else has a different skill set, a different ministry, a different look, doesn't mean that we have to be exactly the same. God created us differently. And we have to be able to recognize our differences and also be aware and be happy of the things that God put in us, our skills, our characteristics. Okay. So that's basically it. That's, that's what I wanted to talk about today. The first sin of all is pride. And I hope you liked it. The episodes challenge for episode 73 is going to be find more moments to be humble and less prideful this week. So find moments to be more humble and less prideful this week. Really think about this sin. And if you find yourself being caught up in it, just take a step back. Take a step back. And you know what? Give God glory 
and give credit to others if they've helped you get to where you're at. But do not by any chance think that you have to be a prideful, arrogant, egotistic, self, you know, self-conscious, only talking about yourself person. That's not something that God wants for us. <laughs> so thank you for tuning in. And I look forward to talking to you again in our next episode, which will be season four. And it's going to be episode 74. Thank you. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at The Remix Movement for more updates. Send us a DM with your feedback, questions, and any topics that you would like to hear in any of our future episodes. Thank you and God bless.